Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us now. Let's get started. Today we're going to hear from Emma who has shared a great question in a recent Q&A session and this is all about our emotionality. So listen in now, we're going to hear from Emma and we're going to respond to Emma through the session. Yeah, so mine was, um, I feel like Jimmy has been putting a bit more effort in by um, showing me a bit more attention and um, taking me on dates and buying me gifts and things like that, which is all nice, but I I feel like I'm stuck in the freeze mode and I really can't snap out of it um and I don't know if that's where I'm trying to protect myself because I don't know if it's just all artificial you know gifts and I just feel like I need something deeper than that if that makes sense thanks for that Emma can I ask a question just to clarify when you say you're stuck in freeze mode what what does that mean exactly please um it feels like I've, I've I know I've done it I've literally put a wall up and I'm just I just can't I just feel like I can't feel anything. Mm. The wall is I up, so really am um, shut off, if that makes sense. Okay, so is it like you feel that, if, if I'm understanding Emma, is it that you feel like you should be feeling more like emotionally connected to, to James now, but but you don't? Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Okay. So Yeah, um, we, we're struggling um, to connect more emotionally, not just physical connection, you know. Okay, Emma. Deeper, like a deeper con- contact. I see. Thank okay. you. Thank you for your question, Emma, for sharing. When we go into freeze mode, if you remember the four Fs, the graphic of the four Fs, fight, flight, freeze, and phone, freeze is one of the unconscious re- re- reactions that we have when we are in distress, when we are stressed. So I would ask you, what are you afraid of that is keeping you in freeze mode? Yeah, I think I'm probably afraid that it's just all um, for show, you know, and that I'll probably get hurt. That's right. Has it ever been another time in the past when your partner has promised to change or to do something and maybe he has done it for a short time, but he has not followed through? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, so it's like a defense mechanism. You, I think you used that word, Emma, that you almost like on some level, you feel that you've been let down in the past. So now this is your defense mechanism to not get hurt. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like that's happened. And it's like, how do I get out of this mode? Yeah, I see. Or do I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, Emma, you know, when you were younger, maybe in other relationships or growing up was there a time when you were a bit more emotional when you you were more in touch with your feelings yes definitely yeah yeah <laughs> and and yes. I was um a very big I was very sensitive I used to cry a lot and I feel like you know that I'm not like that at all anymore I see I see does it feel like you've lost some of that emotion like you're sort of wondering where it's gone that you feel what more like what's the word yeah, what, would you, what word would you describe if, if it's not emotional? And you said freeze. Are there any other words that come to mind? What well, I was before. No, now. What, what's what, the, the my, now? Yeah. Uh, cold. Mm, I see. And I'm curious, when you think back to those times when you were younger, 
you 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 can you think about a situation right now where you felt excited you felt happy you felt like you know the world was alive you, you saw the colors you felt a lot of emotion can you think of a time right now when that was when that happened um, <laughs> probably uh, i don't know so what i'd recommend yeah yeah so what what i'd recommend it what I'd recommend here is Emma that you you spend a bit of time every day thinking about and visualizing that time when you felt that emotion. Yeah. So it's like every minute you spend, and right now you might find it a bit difficult. You might say, "Well, I kind of remember, but I don't feel that much." But it's a bit like when you have a little sapling. You know, you need to nurture it. You need to water it. You need to make sure it's in the sun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what will happen is that as you start nurturing that little sapling, it'll start growing. Yeah. So that's why I was quite interested to understand that you've actually had this experience in the past. Some people may never have had it, but the great thing is that you actually have experienced that. So that's what Rebecca thinks. That's what I would suggest that you really, you know, build on and cherish those memories. Yeah. That memory, it might feel like a long time ago, but it's still part of you. Yeah. It's still in you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit like the moon, you know, the moon is always there, but it's only when we look at it that we feel inspired. Yeah? So what I'm asking you to do is to look at those things that, you know, that gave you that, that passion, emotion when you were happy. And just remember, yeah. and be grateful for those things, times you've experienced, you know, you, you, you could have lived your life without having experienced that, that moment. Mm. Get us to know, Emma. When you were a little girl, happy, flowing, playful, and without any any um, emotional guards, is that correct? Emotional guards to protect yourself from feeling hurt. Um, what happened? What was the turning point when you d- went cold to protect yourself? What was that event? significant emotional event that happened that made you become freeze what was that thing oh um yeah it's a past relationship actually it's another relationship yeah yeah which i feel like i managed to at the beginning of mine and jimmy's relationship overcome and um i come out came out of my shell and started to become myself again um but when things get bad i would go back to I revert back to um, trying to protect myself. It was what I'm doing, I guess. And uh, it's a pattern, I suppose, where I, I got that from a past relationship. But when I got with Jimmy, like I say, came out of my shell, I felt safe. Okay, um, there you go. Yeah. And so I'm back Jimmy, in that. So with Jimmy, you pattern. feel safe? But with your ex-partner, did you feel safe? No, not at all. Okay. I wasn't so safe in that relationship. But... Um, with, but yeah, I don't know. It's strange. It's just maybe like where I adopted that approach in my past relationship. As things have got rocky in this relationship, I've, that's just my go-to. I reverted back to that, and I just I find hard to step out of it. Exactly, Emma. Um, Emma, I was gonna say sometimes it is a very good response. Natu- it is a natural response that yeah. we have to protect ourselves mm-hmm. but sometimes this is a very good example of when we are projecting the past 
into the present. And, and we need to, to interrupt this pattern because otherwise we're going to create more of the same. And your partner is not your ex-partner. So that's one good thing that you can clearly see. Um, and so what I suggest in this situation is to do a healing work from the past so you interact the pattern and you don't drag it into the present. And for that, I'm happy to help you, but you need to book a session and I will send you the link. Um, it's your choice. This is great. You know, it works. But this is a very good example of when we need to let go of the past so we don't bring it into the present. Um, because Jimmy is good, you know, you feel safe with him. And, and, if, and, and Jimmy, I want to, is Jimmy here? He's watching Frank at the moment. <laughs> ah, okay, don't worry, I'm anyway. So, yeah, so this is what I suggest. It's very simple, it's very quick, it's very effective, and, and it will make you feel more feminine as well because when we, when feminine women feel tense, uh, we, we're not allowing our feminine energy to flow. As you were saying, you were more sensitive in the past, and now you really. Yes, definitely. I used to be very feminine, and I've adopted the masculine. Exactly. Um, you think you're for quite a while actually. How does that affect you, Emma? When you're in the more masculine, how how does it affect you? I don't know. I feel like I've become a bit of a control freak now, where I'm used to just being in that energy. Hmm. <laughs> and, and I have to be in control of everything. I feel I feel really stressed if something is out of my control. Right. It really stresses me out. <laughs> I see. Does that then give you what? some kind of anxiety or I mean how does it affect you how does it make you feel when you feel you can't control those things yeah I can't relax yeah. I'm just stressed because it's out of my control and I can't control it yeah I see yeah you, uh, whereas I used to be very feminine very sensitive quite emotional all the time it's yeah. like strange I suppose people grow as they as they grow grow up I guess over through life so yeah yeah I mean our experiences shape us don't they you know and particularly yeah. if we've had some difficult ones that we haven't fully processed or you know they've affected us and we because what we do then is develop coping mechanisms which mm. which at a certain point in time make perfect sense like maybe with your ex-partner Emma my guess is that that coping mechanism did actually help you at some point yes that's because, probably right and then I haven't shaken that off it's kind of stuck that's it, exactly. Because you know, if it didn't make sense at some point, you would have never have done it. So we can assume that you did yeah. it for a reason. But then it's just recognising that in a different situation, we're running an old programme. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, realising that is the starting point, but on its own, realising it won't change it because it's mm -hmm. a habit. Like any habit, we need to build new habits. So, you know, Rebecca's given me a few suggestions. I mentioned a couple as well, but... but you know, I'm very confident because you've had that emotion in the past. You, you know what it feels like. It's yeah. just allowing it to, to find its way back. Another great exercise. Can I just say one yeah. more? Another great exercise, Emma. Is there anything that you do? For some people, it can be like listening to certain music or maybe reading poetry that connects you more with your emotional, the emotional side of you. I just wonder if there's anything that you do, maybe playing a musical instrument or watching a certain film that just connects you with that emotion? Um, <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. I used to love reading. 
um, but having them since having a baby don't have time for that <laughs> right yeah it's juggling yeah. everything again I just wonder even if it was like one song per day I mean I don't know whether you like music or yeah but just that sense of like reconnecting with something that makes you brings up that emotion in you that again is going to be really helpful yeah okay that's good idea. another thing emma is that that this is a this is a very good example of how sometimes women ask me Rebecca, how can i be more feminine and we can give you tips which we certainly do when we come to the feminine energy women's implementation session but this is like scratching the surface because if there is something in the past that we need to heal and let go of that is stopping us from flowing because we are tense and guarding, trying to protect ourselves, which causes us to be masculine, these tips are not going to be enough. They're just going to be a plaster. You know, we can do our hair, makeup, nice clothes. It's not going to be enough because we're going to still look tense and guarded. So this is a very important point to heal uh, some things to let go of our masculine energy. But another thing that I wanted to tell you, Emma, is that women ask me, how can I be more vulnerable? How can I be more feminine? How can I trust my partner, Rebecca? There are three things that I definitely, we definitely need to look at if we want to know whether we can trust our partners or not. The first one is if our partners speak our or are willing to speak our love languages, which we covered in the program, which are how is our partner giving us the love in their own languages, in their own language or in our own language. So, for example, when I went out with my first boyfriend years ago, he never said to me, I love you. And for me, that was paramount although he was showing it through acts of services and gifts and support and many other ways. But for me to hear, I love you, was paramount and non-negotiable. And so eventually he did it. So we went out for three years and a half. And at the beginning, I was ready to go because for me, that's important. And that's a non-negotiable. So if your partner speaks your love language, that's one good sign that that you can trust him. There's other factors that I'm going to tell you now. But maybe your partner's primarily, primary love language is not yours, but he's willing to speak your love language. So that's good. Point number two, is your par does your partner have the same values that you have? Or if he doesn't, is he willing to support your highest values? The highest values is another exercise that we send you to do uh, during the three days of the relationship program. Hopefully you, you've done it. We can send it again if you haven't. Yeah. It is the highest values. It's the things that you like to do because it supports the human needs that are important for you. So, for example, for me, it's very important to keep my personal development, to keep always learning, growing, breathing, doing online courses, personal development courses, you know, other programs. And, and, and luckily, Matt likes that value as well. So we share them. But if Matt didn't value that, if at least Matt could support that value that I have, 
that would make it work, the relationship. So that's another thing. Values are like uh, the things that you like to do, like traveling or living in the countryside or in the beach or studying or working or anything that you like to do that is important for you to do or that you value, like respect, um, religion or spirituality or whatever is important to you, the animal welfare. So if your partner has the same values that you have, that's another great factor that is telling you that you can trust your partner. And if he doesn't, at least if he supports your values, that's great. And the third one, which is really, really important, and it actually has to do with the, your highest values and your love languages, is the human needs. What are your top priority needs, or all of them, if they are all of them very important for you, which we covered in the program as well, which is the need to feel certain and secure, safe, the need to feel loved and connected, the need to feel special, significant, the need to feel uh, that you are growing and the need that you are giving to other people, contributing, and variety as well, to have some kind of fun, uh, different options. So if your partner is supporting you to meet those needs, helping you to meet those needs, this is just great because he helps you to meet your needs, he supports you on your highest values, and he speaks your love languages. If he does these three things, this is a good sign that makes you feel respect him and that you can trust him. And if this is happening, you can start being more aware of that internal voice that is telling you, don't trust your partner, don't let go of your guard to protect yourself because you could be hurt. And it's time for you to dial down that voice, to change the tonality of the voice, to change the voice, to, to lower it down, lower it down, to change that voice for another voice. Maybe you can have, a, a friend of mine told me that she has a shitty voice that tells her, you are not good enough, you're not going to make it, who do you think you are to do this? And then she has this her cheerleader voice who tells her, who tells her you're gonna make it you can do this you are worthy you deserve this go on so the question is is your partner require meeting these three requirements supporting you on your highest values helping you to meet your needs speaking your love languages and who are you going to choose to hear to listen to your shitty voice or your cheerleader what are you hearing, Emma? <laughs> um, I get a shitty voice a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, the list that you've just said, I just feel like there are some elements of that that he doesn't meet, and that's probably why that, that um, a, shitty voice is still there. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good point, Emma, because maybe your voice is not that shitty. Maybe your voice is really wise. You know, it's actually yeah. a cheerleader. And maybe there is something that you can see, but you are choosing to not to see because of the potential natural consequences. Yeah. Mm. Any final questions, Emma? We're getting towards the end now, but have you any final thoughts or questions on that before we uh, wrap? I don't think so. No, that's really helpful, actually. I've been 
wrestling with it for a while, just thinking, oh my God, why can't I feel anything? And not understanding myself. Um, so it helps me understand myself a bit more. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us. And please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. Who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message? Share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life. See you on the next episode.